Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. If you have your Bible, turn it to Ephesians, the second chapter. I want to read verse 10 to you, and we're going to be jumping back into a series that we started a few weeks ago in the book of Ephesians called working with grace. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're working with grace. Grace is God's enabling power, which means if he's called you to do something, he also gives you the ability to accomplish it. God will never ask you to do something that he will not partner with you in to make it possible, which gives me great comfort to know that if I come to a thing, I can go through a thing because God is with me. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is with you. God is helping you. God is working with you. So Ephesians, the second chapter, verse 10, the Bible says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are not saved by our works. We understand that there is nothing we can do to earn our salvation. It is a gift from God. We simply respond to the broken body of Jesus Christ. We respond to his shed blood. We put faith in who he is, and that's what makes our salvation happen. It has nothing to do with us. The only part we play is responding to the love of God that he has poured out on us. But once we are saved, we are called to work. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's something for us to accomplish. Now, I want you to stay with me this morning because I'm taking you through a process to get us to a landing zone. There is something for us to accomplish. There is a work for us to do. Jesus didn't just save us and leave us high and dry until he returns. The reason he has not returned yet is because there's still a mission that needs to happen. And we are the hands and feet of Jesus that makes that mission happen. I love what Mandy said. She said, you know, while they were going through that trying time, activation to her were the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. People see the love of God through the way you love. People sense the kindness of God through your kindness. Kindness. They get to experience the fruit of the Spirit by the fruit that is being produced in your life. Are you following me? So there's something for us to accomplish. Jesus says in John the 14th chapter, verse 12, truly, truly, Anytime you see that where Jesus says truly, truly, or verily, verily, he's drawing our attention to something very important. This is moments before he's arrested. This is moments before he's beaten and crucified. He's letting his disciples know that truly, truly, whoever, somebody say whoever. Whoever. How many of you in this room are a whoever? Jesus says whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Think about that. Whoever believes in me is going to do the things that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Salvation is more than just making it to heaven. 
And if you have limited it to that, then you are missing out on a huge portion of your salvation. Because it's not just making it to heaven, it's living within the purpose, plan, and design of God for your life right here and right now. And so when Jesus says, the works that I do, you will do also, it becomes a response to what he has done for us. So I don't want you to see that as a command like, hey, whoever believes in me, you're going to do the work that I do. I want you to see it as a response to your salvation because your salvation means you've taken on a new nature. And with that new nature comes new desires. So now it is my desire to do the things of God. It is my desire to do things that please God. It is my desire to advance his kingdom. It is my desire to be a part of his body, which is the church. That is my desire. And the work I do for God is connected to the reward I will receive from God. I want to say that again. Most people don't think about it this way. The work I do for God is connected to the reward I will receive from God. Not just eternally in heaven, but also the reward I can participate in right here and right now. Many people, when they think about heaven, they think, you know, once you get there, they give you your wings and your harp, and you're just going to float around on a cloud for the rest of your life. That's not the way it works. There are responsibilities, and there are rewards. And the more you accomplish here, the more reward you see there. But like I said, it's not just the reward we get when we're in heaven. There is a reward that we can participate here on earth. When Jesus gives the parable of the talents, he says, to one, the master gave five talents. To another person, he gave two talents. To the last person, he gave one talent according to their ability. Which means the person he gave five to, he gave the ability to manage the five. The person he gave the two to, he gave two to. <laughs> the person he gave the two to, he gave the ability to manage the two. And the person he gave the one, he gave the ability to manage the one. So you're never responsible for more than God's called you to do, right? So the one with five goes out, he invests it, and the, Jesus says he turns it into ten. And the master says, well done. You've been faithful with what I've given you, so now I'm going to give you more. Since you've been faithful with what I've placed in your hand, now you can receive the reward of more. He tells the same thing to the guy with two. The guy with two takes it, turns it into four. The master says, well done, well, well done thou good and faithful servant. He says, you've been faithful with the little. Now I'll make you ruler over more. The big idea is when you are faithful with what God has given you, he will reward you with more. Did you hear what I just said? When you are faithful with what God has already given you, then he will give you more. Many of us, we want more, 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 but what are you doing with what you already currently have? Are you following me? What are you doing with the gifts? What are you doing with your resources? What are you doing with your time? What are you doing with your finances? Before there can be more, there has to be something applied. And you actually create the capacity for more by using what you already have. 
Everything that I have now in my life is a result of something I did then. Does that make sense to you? Your life is the sum totals of the seeds you have sown. So everything that I have now is based upon what I have already done. It's the concept of seed time and harvest, which is all through the Bible. You sow a seed, you get a harvest. What is the seed time process? It is the work. It is the scattering of the seed. Whatever God has placed in your hand, you scatter it. You share the gospel. You love. You give kindness. You serve. You support. That is the work. But then he says it's not just seed time. It is also harvest. Because as soon as you sow, God responds with the law of harvest and begins to bring the reward into your life. Because the Bible says that he gives seed to the sower. Are you following that? Why would he give you seed if you're not willing to sow? Why would he give you something if you're just going to squander or throw it away to the side? Why would he do more if you're not using what you currently have? Turn the person next to you and say, I am a part of the body that gets the job done. I am a useful member. Ephesians 2.18, this is all just set up for where we're going. Ephesians 2.18 says, for through him, through Jesus, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. That's awesome. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom, in Jesus, the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple. In Jesus, in him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Say, together we are being built. Come on, say it. Together we are being built. And together we build. Did you catch that? Together, as the body, we are being built. But at the same time that we are being built, we are continuing to build the body, to expand the body. We are many members, but we are one body. That is the picture that the Bible paints of the church of Jesus Christ, that we are one. Somebody say we are one. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, says that the body grows when each member is working in its proper place. So we all have different gifts, we all have different abilities, but we bring growth to ourselves and to the body when we function within the place that God has placed us, when we use the talent that he has placed in our hand. Somebody say one body. I want to show you something. What just happened there was my arm, my hand, and my mouth worked together to get the water into my body. You were able to see my arm lift. You were able to see my hand grip. You were able to see my mouth open for the water to go into the body. But there were many things happening 
in the unseen. There are joints, there are ligaments, there are brain functions. A lot of things beyond what you see were happening to make the water drinking possible. The arm was seen, the hand was seen, the mouth was seen, but there were a lot of things working in the background to get the water into my body so that the entire body could be benefited. Are you following me so far? And the entire body is benefited whether you saw it work or not, whether you would consider it to be a direct, uh, in direct relation to the process of drinking water. In other words, my hair did nothing in the process of getting the water into my mouth, yet my hair is benefited because it is connected to my body. It is serving its purpose. Not very well. <laughs> we're, we're having a talk, you know. But my hair is serving its purpose. My toes didn't bring the water to my mouth, but my toes are benefited because they are a part of my body and they are performing the function they were designed to perform right now. They are helping me stand. They are helping give me balance. And because of that, my feet have a right to receive the reward of the water. Are you following this so far? Because when we talk about the reward of God that comes through our work, I don't want you to just think about the work that is seen. I want you to think that, about the work that is happening in the unseen realm. For instance, this week we just had a tremendous VBS. And there are a lot of different people that were involved in making that happen. There were teachers teaching your children the gospel. There were singers teaching your kids the songs about the gospel. And if a child gets saved during VBS, you would say, well, the Bible teacher did their job, and so I can understand that the Bible teacher will get the reward for the labor. Am I right? Am I making sense to you? The Bible teacher will get a reward for the labor of investing the gospel. That is 100% true. But it's not just the Bible teacher who taught the Bible to the child. It is also the person who came and cleaned up after VBS. It is also the person who brought food for the workers to eat at VBS so that the teachers could teach. It is also those who have financially supported the church so that VBS can happen. It is many different things happening all together to make VBS happen so that that child can receive Jesus Christ. And every person who is a part of the body that has participated in their particular role has a reward. Are you, are you following me this morning? I feel like y'all aren't really connected on what I'm saying, but I want, I want you to get this. Because many times we see the pastor as the one that is presenting the gospel, not realizing that if you are a part of the body serving in the area that God has called you to serve faithfully, then you are presenting the gospel just as much as I am presenting the gospel. And the reward that I receive is a part of your reward as well. If somebody in Pakistan, which I know many will give their life to Christ, Last time we preached there, nine, I believe it was 93 people said yes to Jesus. I'm the person, yeah, praise God. I am the vessel sitting there speaking to the people. But every person who is a part of Activation Church that supports Activation Church and that prays for the church and for the ministry is preaching the gospel at the same time. 
And so your reward is connected to the salvation as well. But I want you to see this, because the reward of God compounds. It's not a one and done. Because let's say I give the gospel to Martin. Come here, Martin. Are you single, Martin? Ladies. Martin will buy you some tacos. <laughs> but let's say, let's say Martin comes to church this morning, and let's just pretend he doesn't know Jesus. He does already. But let's pretend he doesn't know Jesus. And through the preaching of the gospel, he responds. He gives his life to Christ, okay? There is a reward for me, and there is a reward for everyone who has participated in making Activation Church possible, whether it's cleaning the facility, straightening the chairs, Whatever it is you do, you are responsible for making this soul come into the kingdom of God. But the reward doesn't stop there. Because let's say now that Martin has this new fire in his life, he goes out and he starts telling his friends about Jesus. I may not be there with him. You may not be there with him. But every person that says yes to Jesus through the life of Martin is connected to me and it is connected to you. And the reward continues to compound over and over and over again. Thank you, Martin. Does that make sense to you? See, when we're doing VBS like this week, I mean, th let me tell you something. It is a lot of time. And, and some people spent countless hours up here. There are people who, they worked a full-time job during the day, rushed here to get in time for dinner, did VBS, stayed after VBS was over, and then went home and did it over and over again for five days in a row. There's a lot of time and effort and energy that goes into that process, but it is so worth it when you realize that you may be investing into the life of a child that will be changed forever. And not only that, you don't know what that child will grow to become. I was thinking this week about growing up in church. Every person who ministered to me as a child is standing on this stage right now ministering to you because they invested into my life. Some of them are not even on this planet anymore. Some of them are in heaven, but they are still receiving a reward because they took the time to invest in me. They took time to love me. They took time to give me the truth. There's oil here on my platform. The lady who gave me this oil is now in heaven. And this is something she did for my father's church for years and years and years. She always made sure that he had oil to pray for people. And when we started Activation Church, she made sure that we had oil so that we could pray for people. Every miracle that takes place at this church is credited to that lady who took time to do something as simple as supplying oil. You may not know her, you may not know her name, you may have never seen her, but today she stands and preaches with me as I preach to you because I anointed my ear, my eye, my mouth, my hands, and my feet with this oil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes we see what we do as menial. Because I'm not seen, because you don't, I'm not the hand holding the bottle of water, then what I do doesn't really matter. But I want you to know 
it really does matter. Every single thing you do for the kingdom of God, whether seen or unseen, matters. And I promise you, what you do in secret that nobody sees, God will reward you openly. Every person who prays for me throughout the week is preaching with me right now. Every person who is running a camera in this room and running a switcher or running a live stream, you are preaching the gospel right now with me. Why? Because you are participating. You are making it possible for the world to see. John Dixon, I believe that you came to our church because of a video. Is that correct? You saw a video online and you decided to come check out the church. What if we would not have seen video as being an important part to our church? John Dixon wouldn't be here. And if John Dixon wouldn't be here, then that little boy dancing in the red shirt named Jace wouldn't have been here. He wouldn't have been here all week at VBS hearing how much God loves him. It's just a video, yeah. It's a connector to the kingdom of God. That's what I want you to start seeing now. Everything that you do is connecting somebody to the kingdom of God. When you run a camera, you're connecting somebody to the kingdom of God. When you clean the church, Carol, and the rest of you who take your time, Tina, different ones, who come in and clean the, the kudwas, I know there's so many people that come in during the week. You are connecting people to the kingdom of God. And nobody may see you do it, but it doesn't matter because your reward doesn't come from man. Your reward comes from God, and he is faithful. He is faithful, and he will open doors, and he will bless you until that blessing chases you down and overtakes you. This hit me so hard this week as I was sitting and reflecting on all of the events that's happened at Activation Church, and I was so thankful for all of the people that are a part, and it just hit me that we're, we're all, we're one body. We are one. Bob, Richard, when you pray with me before service, you're performing a function that is beneficial to the church. When you give, when you support the church financially, you are making what we do possible. Do you understand that? You are preaching the gospel. You know, so many times when it comes to finances within the church, you can get people to give based upon a need. For instance, hey, we're having a VBS this year. We need you to give. People will support if it touches their heart to reach children. They're like, oh, I, I want to see children reach. I'll give. Or if you said, hey, we're going to feed children in Africa, touches their heart, people give. We're going to get Bibles to the people in Pakistan, which we do. It touches people heart, people's heart, they'll give. And people will be like, you know, Pastor, why don't you ever take a special offering to raise money for things like the Bibles or for the different outreaches or, or for this or for that? And it's because I don't want us to be need-based givers. I want us to be honor-based givers. I want us to be love-based givers. I give because I honor God. He saved my life, and so I gladly, hear me, church, I gladly lay down whatever it is that he wants from me. And I love seeing the church of Jesus Christ function. I love seeing the church of Jesus Christ grow. I love seeing the church of Jesus Christ reach people. And that is one of the methods that makes it happen. And not only does it make it happen, but there is a reward 
there for me because I have sowed the seed. It is the one area in Scripture that God says, don't mock me on this point. Think about that. He says, in the matter of seed time and harvest, you will not mock me. Whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. And that works good and that works bad. When you invest into the kingdom of God with your time, your effort, your talents, your energy, your finances, there is a reward attached to it. And let me say this. You should expect the reward to come. People will say, well, I don't give to get. Well, you should. No, pastor, it doesn't work that way. Yes, it does. Seed time and harvest does. God wanted a family. What did he do? Gave a son, expecting a harvest of a family. It is okay to expect God to do what he says he will do. That is called faith. So when he says, I will give seed to the sower, I expect him to give seed for me to continue to sow. When he says, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you that you cannot contain, I expect him to do, based upon my res response to what he has said, I expect him to do what he said he would do. He says, the willing and the obedient will eat the good of the land. Well, guess what? I'm willing and I'm obedient. I'm going to start eating some good. See, some people, don't, they don't, it makes them uncomfortable to think about it this way, but you have to understand, the entire kingdom of God is built upon the principle of seed time and harvest. Those of you who really understand Scripture in here can back me up and say that what I am saying is true. The entire kingdom of God is seed time and harvest. Jesus says it's as a man who goes out and does what? What's he do? Sows the seed. Look at all the different parables. The parable of the sower. The sower sows the word of God. The word of God is a seed that is sown. And when I sow the word of God into someone's life, I expect them to respond to the gospel, which is the power of God that results in salvation when it hits good soil. Everything in life is a seed. Your words are seeds that will bring a harvest. Your actions are seeds that will bring a harvest. Your gifts and talents are seeds that will bring a harvest into your life. When you start thinking this way, you start living intentionally because you realize you're, you're just a bag of seeds everywhere you go. And I want to make sure that when I go into a place, I'm investing the right seed that's going to bring a kingdom response. I want to go into a place to where people see the love of God. I want to go into a place where people see the difference in me. Not because I'm special, but because God resides in me. And he is working in me and through me to accomplish his will and his purpose. Seed, 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 seed. Everything is seed. And God is not mocked. When you sow a seed, God responds. Not every seed springs up and sprouts overnight. There's a process. Sometimes people get frustrated because they say, you know, I've done this and I haven't seen anything yet. But that's why Paul takes time in Galatians to remind us, do not get weary in well-doing. Because the seeds you've sown in due season, they're going to spring up. They're going to spring up. 
Listen, when, when you take time to invest into your children and bring them to church and put them in BBS, you may not see the result immediately, but you've got to understand that you're investing something in their life that at one time or another is going to catch hold of them. Let me tell you something. I firmly believe that my life as a result of the prayers of people who loved me. Because even when I tried to do my own thing, I didn't get a full enjoyment of it. I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it for a moment. But I always had that remorse, that regret. And it's because it was those prayers pulling me back saying, no, that's not the life God has for you. That's not the life God has for you. You've got the seed of the word in you. You're anointed. You're called. You're chosen. I'm bringing you back. Because my parents, my grandparents, the teachers in our church invested in me. Are you, are you hearing what I'm trying? I'm trying to just share my heart with you today so that you understand what we do and the value of what we are doing. We're not just coming in here and singing songs and listening to a really good-looking guy talk. And if you're sitting there thinking about how good-looking I am right now, you're, your mind's in the wrong place. That's not what it's about. We are coming together as the body to perform the function of the body so that people can be built and so that we can be built so that we can grow into the holy habitation of the living God. Church, if you only understood, I can tell most, some of you don't, aren't clicking what I'm saying, that you are the house of God. We are the house of God being built together. We are where the Spirit of God resides. And when we are built together and functioning in our proper place, not only are we being built and rewarded, but we are building and expanding the kingdom of God, which brings rewards here and forever.